Protestar pacíficamente contra, contra este gobierno que realmente está haciendo daño al país. del pueblo, del pueblo andino, que somos nosotros quienes trabajamos por ellos, ¿no? Welcome to this special Inside the Americas on the political chaos in Peru. The country has been rocked by violent protests since early December. That's when Peru's leftist president, Pedro Castillo, a man who promised to deal with the country's poverty and inequality, attempted to dissolve Congress and rule by decree. That was widely condemned as unconstitutional, and Castillo was arrested and replaced by his vice president, Dina Boluarte. She is now Peru's sixth president in five years, but her future is in jeopardy as well. Thousands are in Lima this week protesting, calling on her to resign. Monty Francis takes a look back at Peru's chaotic and corrupt presidency since its return to democracy 20 years ago. The outrage in the streets of Peru is a symptom of a stark political reality, a revolving door of political leaders, six presidents in just five years, most of them embroiled in scandal and controversy. The latest is Dina Boluarte, whose grip on power is hanging from a thread after taking over the presidency from Pedro Castillo, who was impeached and arrested in December after attempting to disband Congress and rule by decree. And when it comes to presidents being behind bars, Castillo is far from alone. In fact, the former president is currently being held in the same facility as one of Peru's most infamous leaders, former President Alberto Fujimori. Fujimori, who is of Japanese descent, was elected in 1990 and then took power in a self-coup with the military's help two years later. Often referred to as a dictator, he was jailed for human rights abuses, including commanding death squads that massacred civilians. Then in the early 2000s, a bribery scandal involving the Brazilian construction company Odebrecht would ensnare several Peruvian presidents. Alexander Toledo was found guilty of accepting millions of dollars in bribes. President Alan Garcia Perez died by suicide to avoid spending time in prison. And Ollanta Humala, who governed until 2016, also spent time in jail in connection with the scandal. After Umala left office, the daughter of former President Fujimori, Keiko Fujimori, made a run for the presidency, but lost by a razor-thin margin to Pedro Pablo Kuczynski. He resigned in 2018 after he, too, was linked to the Odebrecht scandal. La primera opción para el Congreso. Martin Vizquera was Kuczynski's vice president and took over after his resignation, serving as president until 2020. He was embroiled in a corruption scandal stemming from his time in local government and now faces 15 years in prison for taking bribes. 
following Viscera's impeachment and removal from office, as president of the Congress, Manuel Marino took over, but not for long. His time in office lasted only six days. Already facing multiple investigations for alleged corruption, he resigned after street protests against his administration turned deadly. A centrist congressman, Francisco Segasti, assumed the presidency in November of 2020 and served for eight months leading up to the election of Pedro Castillo. One of the few high-profile politicians in Peru not under investigation for corruption, many consider him a future presidential candidate. For more analysis on the current situation in Peru, I'm joined by Peruvian political analyst Gonzalo Banda. Gonzalo, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. The current protests have been going on now for over a month. Who is actually out in the streets demonstrating exactly and why? Uh, hi, thanks for the invitation. Uh, the main protesters are the inhabitants of the southern regions of Peru. Uh, mainly the supporters from Pedro Castillo, but also there is a lot of communities we call uh, ronderos or comuneros that are peasant communities that are manifesting in the streets of the southern Peru. Uh, and we have, I have never seen in the last 30 years this kind of demonstrations of a peasant organization that's well organized and mobilized. Why are the peasants demonstrating? Oh, the, the main reason is because they think Dina Boluarte, um, she has betrayed them because when she she arrives to power where when when Pedro Castillo was elected, uh, she promised that she will not uh, assume the presidency in case of Castillo was uh, impeached, and I think that they they seem to this promise has been broken when Dina Boluarte assumed the presidency. And that's the main reason. There's a lot of uh, inequalities in the southern Peru, especially in the Andean region. But there's another agenda, uh, but not this specific political agenda. You're Peruvian. What is it like for you watching this latest political chaos unfold? Well, uh, I think we are seeing uh, a dangerous path to ungovernability. We had six presidents in the last six years. We have an attempt to, to self cop from Pedro Castillo, and we are like seeing in a slow motion how Peruvian democracy is deteriorating. I, and I am very worried about that because in the short term, we don't have any political leaders that can like uh, get better this situation. And I think it's going to be very difficult with these political parties, with these leaders, just trying to figure out how we can solve the main problems of political reform and other kind of solution we need in this current situation. Gonzalo, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us, Gonzalo Banda. 
So Peru's protesters are still in the streets demanding the new president resign. Dina Boluarte has called for unity and peaceful protest this week, is also asking legislators to move up new elections. And while there's no guarantee of just how long she'll be in power, she has still made history as Peru's first woman president. Jenny Shin takes a closer look. Like many of her predecessors, Dina Boluarte can be described as an accidental president. The first woman to hold office in Peru's 200 years of independence, the 60-year-old began as an outsider of politics. Boluarte was born in the indigenous majority Apurimac region in the Peruvian highlands as the youngest of 14 children. A lawyer by training, she was relatively unknown to Peruvians until recent years. In 2018, she won less than 4% of the vote in Lima District's mayoral election. It wasn't until 2021 that Boluarte sprung to the forefront of Peruvian politics, clinching the role of vice presidential running mate to Pedro Castillo, when the pair pulled off a shock election victory for the far-left Peru Libre Party. What would follow were 17 tumultuous months of Castillo's administration that saw ministers come and go and during which time Boluarte herself served as Minister of Development and Social Inclusion. After Castillo was swiftly impeached following his announcement to dissolve Congress, Boluarte was sworn in as the new head of state within hours. An inheritance of power that prompted nationwide rage from Castillo's supporters. Let the whole of Peru rise up. Let the 25 provinces rise up. Let the 10% come here to Lima, because this is an illegitimate government. Many of the protests have also ignited in poor, rural and indigenous regions where Boluarte herself has her roots. But they too have been met with violent police repression. While apologizing for the death toll, the president says she will not back down. I am not going to resign. My commitment is to Peru and not to that tiny minority group that is bleeding the homeland. For her role in the repression of the demonstrations, Boluarte could now face judgment. The public prosecutor's office has launched an inquiry into Boluarte and her cabinet to investigate allegations of genocide, qualified homicide and grave injuries. Well, that's it for this special Inside the Americas on Peru. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you again next time for all the news from north to south.